Fine. Welcome to the San Antonio FC Fancast. I'm your host, Royce. We have a full diamond um, of cohorts and co-hosts here. Let's mix it up a little bit. First, let's go to second base. Rafa, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you today? He's not the best in the business for nothing, folks. Uh, let's go to first base. Robert, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm just uh, happy that Harry finally showed up. We were, we were waiting for a little bit there. So peek behind the curtain. All three of us were in one room waiting on Harry. Meanwhile, Harry was in another one waiting on us. And calamity. Calamity. Harry's been tweeting. We're like, Harry's tweeting. He should be available, right? We got to figure it out. Oh boy, we're uh, we're about as organized as uh, pro referees in the uh, San Diego and SAFC match. So. Harry, how have you been? Uh, last week was super crazy. Uh, went to the match on Saturday. Um, it was super crazy, and in uh, I'll just say is that right now. Um, Monica's birthday was yesterday, so happy birthday, Monica! Happy birthday! Yay. Happy birthday! So. You're still 28, 29, somewhere around there, I think. Um, so no, it's 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 been interesting. Um, I'm all like, how the hell did that happen? Because I purposely deleted everything and it still copied the wrong way. Uh, I apologize. Like so, here I was like, damn, where the hell are they? <laughs> it's very funny, very funny. That it is what it is. We move, we move. So, so not a lot going on as far as outcoming, ingoing, any rumor mill stuff before we get to the New Mexico match. Uh, there's a pretty heavy rumor about uh, the other league, but well, it's not a rumor. It's it's well, I, I guess it's not. It's not a done. Exactly until but, they're until they take the picture of the jersey and everything. It's still technically a rumor, but it's a strong rumor. Obviously, Messi coming to the states, so. But next year, Rafa, uh, you're our, you're our Liga uh, La Liga expert here. I almost said Liga MX, uh, La Liga expert here. How big of an impact will that be uh, for MLS? I know Royce, you know, despises MLS. I tolerate it. You know, it's fun to bitch about. I don't mind the clubs except for the one up the road a little bit. But to me, how big of an impact is it? I think this is a big impact since uh, David Beckham. I think even big. I think even yeah, bigger than that. Yeah, for sure. Way bigger than this, and I, I think the decision he made. I know he was after uh, sought after by the Saudi league and also by Barcelona, but uh, I know Fabrizio. Uh, if you follow Fabrizio on Twitter, he's really pretty pretty much spot on when he uh, reports stuff. Uh, he mentioned something that he that Messi felt a lot more comfortable coming to Inter Miami. Uh, because he have he'll have full control of his image and, and and things, and he had a lot of distrust with Barcelona, and he didn't want that to repeat again. Especially since Barcelona still a little broke. salty too. Yeah, they're still they're still. I broke. know you're a Real Madrid fan, but their statement was was a. I, I yeah. you know, if I have to choose, I, I'm more of a Barca guy, but dude, that was salty. 
It's embarrassing from La Porta for sure. But you you got you got to understand in his part that you know they kind of did him dirty the first time around, and I think he was afraid that you know the instability you know pretty much it's still sting, things are so unstable over there, and who's to say it doesn't happen again after one season? So this is a better market opportunity for him. He's in full control. They're offering a piece of our ownership, and look at that uh, all that money he's going to get from Apple TV. <laughs> Can get, I mean can't get better than that. So, and I think maybe also his family, I think he was finally thinking first for his family. I think the kids want to, you know, come to the U S you know, only play here, but also go to school here. I think even his wife, I mean, that's a good, there's a big uh, Argentine community down there in, in, you know, South Florida. So it it made perfect sense for, for him to go there. So I think also what he mentioned, like he wanted to have fun and you can tell when he was PSG, he was just not having fun playing. And I think this is an opportunity for him to really have fun and just enjoy his last couple, you know, his last seasons before he hangs it up. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, from his statement, or I'm pretty sure it's his statement when he said, "I don't want, I don't want again to happen what happened the first time with Barcelona, with um, him kind of being blindsided by the transfer, um, and at the same rate." Um, he wants more stability for his family, which is respectable, uh, which is why he turned down uh, $1.6 billion over three years from Saudi Arabia. He's obviously, he respects his family a lot more than that. He has a house already in the Miami area. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a respectable move. He's getting a lot, um, obviously from MLS and I would be interested to see if he decides to uh, partner up with Manu Ginobili and uh, put the team he's going to get here, but that's neither here nor there. So that is very far in the future. We'll see what happens, but it's exciting. I know I'm going to unfortunately have to buy tickets either to Houston or to Dallas if or when he plays there in those stadiums to take my kid because my kid is a huge messy fan. So, and I'm probably gonna have to buy him an inner Miami Jersey. So we're going to pay part of that salary. So yeah. right on. Okay. Start, start saving up. <laughs> uh, anybody else have any, uh, any SAFC rumor mill stuff? This is obviously has nothing to do with SAFC. Rumor, uh, SAFC. Robert, your thoughts on it. You haven't touched the, the subject yet. That's, I mean, it's good for American soccer in a way. Like I said, uh, I mean, it's brand recognition. I mean, Messi's a name. Like they always say, the MLS is a bit of a retirement league where a lot of the older stars come with name recognition and still, you know, have a few years left in the – and it gives them an ownership opportunity, which I think maybe, you know, once he, he decides not to not to play, he'll have something else to do or something to keep him busy and keep him occupied. You know, when you have that type of money, you know, you're more worried about interest or something you can do just to keep yourself, uh, like, entertained in your, in your later years. Kind of like Beckham. And also a big thing that it's going to do as well um, is that obviously World Cup 2026, this is going to put more eyes on the league, more eyes on the sport in general in the States. It's going to put more butts in the seats for the league in general or for soccer, the sport in general in the States. And that's going to lead to um, more eyes on the World Cup, which I'm sure FIFA um, was not against any of this. So I'm, I'm sure they're all for it. So. And you, have, um, you also have Copa America coming in 2025, which is going to be here, um, and which could it could be his last. 
probably international tournament. That's a hundred percent true. Um, man, that's crazy to think about, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't even think about that. I, I figured he may play in the world cup, but yeah, you're right. He may 100% not. Okay. Moving on. Um, I believe the next subject we're going to talk about is the, is the IL, um, the ever changing injury list for SAFC, um, for the New Mexico match. Correct. For the New Mexico match, which it's changed slightly, um, for, uh, for the other match for the San Diego match, but for, uh, New Mexico is pretty much the same thing that we've seen the last couple of games. Uh, one cars is so cars out, lower body injury, same Adinarin, Carter Manley, Isaiah Parker, and PC all out with lower body injuries, and David Luera still with the shoulder issue that he um, that he uh, got during the uh, Nashville match. So pretty much the same thing that we've seen the last couple of matches. It was the exact same thing for New Mexico. Um, and then going into it. Uh, the lineup that we chose for the New Mexico match. Uh, obviously, had Far starting in goal. Uh, the back three, the stalwart back three this season of Batista, Garcia, and Taintor. As the wing backs, you had Maloney and Gomez. Pretty typical stuff. Uh, Maloney Abu, back from uh, um, Daddy Duty, right? Which, if uh, if there is a road trip, we'll see if he joins. I wouldn't doubt if he stayed behind for. For a few more weeks, but as long as he's home, he is playing, which is I don't know, it's San Diego. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> anyway, Abu was a holding six. Uh, in front of him, you had um, uh, Jorge Hernandez and uh, Rita Zuhir, which, spoiler alert, this will forever be known as the Rita match. Um, then you had Tanny and uh, Justin Dillon up top, which is a very interesting partnership um, that I think... Um, well, we'll discuss it, but um, that's a very interesting partnership and you know, like pretty darn good in this match. So let's go over the highlights. One wipes off the regular season in eight meetings against New Mexico United, and we are underway with Katie Goodman and our entire crew on Dan Weiss. And big surprise, ball goes back to an SAFC center back, and there's an immediately pass up the field that completely negates the New Mexico uh, Midfield, so in the 18th good. minute, it's Dylan in the box. Dylan, left foot, great save from Tabacus. And that was good to see uh, Dylan getting up, stretching the back line a little bit. Good shot in the 18th minute. Um, and that would pay dividends because if you watch, Justin Dylan makes a run, the center backs go with them, which creates the space for Rita, and Rita turns everybody. So it's a great assist from Batista for the pass in, but that space that Rita is in is created by Justin Dillon taking that shot in the previous frame, in the previous highlight, and then him making that similar run and pulling the center backs back with him. So that is one of those unsung things you're not going to hear about Justin Dillon, that Justin Dillon deserves an assist for this goal for sure. And through traffic makes it happen. It's the first professional goal for Rita's and, uh, senior. Pause it real quick. Rafa, what are your thoughts on uh, Rita's first start and Rita's first goal with the team? And that's his first professional goal. So, reminder, he's only 19. <laughs> what can you say? He's only, like I said, 19 years old. But he looks like a seasoned veteran. You can see how he flows with the ball. 
left-footed shot, and that's outside the 18, which we've kind of been missing a little bit. We want to want players to take shots from from there. And, you know, normally some maybe a young player might shy away from that, but he, he didn't shy with it. He was patient, saw, saw that, took advantage of that space and, and nailed that in and, you know, great, you know, perfect shot. So, you know, he's a, he's a real one of those uh, diamonds in the roughs. And like I said, hopefully <laughs> Montreal kind of leaves him with us for the rest of the season, you know. But, you know, great shot, great goal. He's going to do a lot of great things, you know, here on out for us. Absolutely. Robert, any thoughts? I mean, like what Rafa echoing what he said, that dude's absolutely sick. And I can see him really, really uh, uh, blossoming on the next level. I mean, like you said, he's only 19. That's the thing you don't realize. You just watch him and you don't even realize that he's a, he's a kid <laughs> and, and, he's not afraid to take shots from outside. I mean, and I know he scored in this one, but he had that one long range shot that he almost scored too as well. Wasn't it against uh, Charleston when we we're <laughs> killing him? So like, I mean, that kid is, is something else. He's something special. You ready for the next highlight there? Firewhite. Firewhite. So where this was created by, pause real quick. Before we even get to this, it's not going to show the foul, but this was also a very impressive match from Jorge Hernandez the entire match. He was all mm -hmm. over the place. He was running. He was running at guys, taking on guys with uh, with a lot of dribbles. Um, he kind of reminded me of uh, Jose Gallegos in this match, if I'm honest, just doing the Clint Dempsey trying shit. So um, he looked really good. Um, he completely dribbled by two guys um, in this one, and their uh, right back ended up taking him out. For the foul, which led to this free kick here, and uh, SAFC cue the uh, as the Puro SAFC podcast calls it the scoring play. Go ahead. 18 yard box here. So, what's the scoring play? Across of the back post to Mitchell Tainer, he gets a piece of it, and to somebody else waiting for it. And in this case, it's Fabian Garcia. That defender was so worried about boxing him out. Like, he didn't, the ball hit him. If you watch it, he's so worried. He's not even looking at the ball. Yep. <laughs> like, it just hit him on the shin. And, uh, and, and the best part about this is Fabian's like, okay, I have a celebration, guys. Hold on. I got a celebration. <laughs> I forgot what it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Bag has had no shot. No, not at all. Yeah. No. The, the power on that shot, I, I don't know if a lot of keepers have a. Have a any shot? Any thoughts on it, Rafa? Uh, just great shot there to bury it off the off the off the rebound. Um, good balance because normally those will go over the posts, and he was able to pinpoint it right there on the on the corner and got us that second goal. <laughs> I still question if that was offsides. I still question. It's close. I, I honestly, it, it it's that was less off. If that was offside, it's less offside than um, the first Cincinnati goal against Pittsburgh last night, which wasn't even freaking close. So, well, there were two offsides on that play. <laughs> Fair. And then New Mexico gets their goal on a yeah, that's just a ball that drops there. in the box. 
Yeah, just a calamity. No one takes charge. That's the kind of stuff you got to get rid of. Yeah, too many guys yeah, just, just collapsed in on. Yeah. Yeah, too much traffic in front of them. Yep. Is there uh, an issue that there were three defenders basically on the line at that point? It, you know, and I know well, it's it's you know the ball's loose in the box, but Ruffa took that one. I didn't think just a breakdown of the play. If he kind of looks put a little bit back, because Jordan does punch that ball out right there. If you see. And what he he really needs to do, if you see, watch this play right here. You know, he he blocks it away, but you know he's just unable to kind of clear it, you know, far and away. He plays it right directly towards to the to Mexico player. you know to the yeah to the Mexico player. Now, if that ball goes to the, maybe far and away to the left, there's really not an angle for you know who knows if they don't get that shot off. So that was just kind of an unlucky. You know, he just the ball just landed. Well, it was deflected in. Yeah. And Jordan really needs to kind of snap far and away. Even Robert could tell you, we need you punch that ball out, it's going to go go away. But it was just unlucky. This was a wicked. Like, I think he could have taken another touch to the right and then and then buried it. You just see the speed and how physical, like, he bullies people. Like, <laughs> on the other one where Hanson's offside, did you see him just, like, knock that kid down shoulder to shoulder? <laughs> he, he's something else. So that was New Mexico, 2-1 win. Um, thought it was a pretty convincing 2-1. I know they got their goal in the 57th minute, but I, I didn't feel that – I didn't feel that they were really in the game, if that makes sense, uh, for that here. Uh, Stats-wise, uh, 57-42 uh, or 57-43% rounding up for San Antonio FC. Uh, on the goals, uh, 21 shots, only four on target, 12, uh, three on target for them. So that's one thing there. We, you know, So we only had 19% shooting accuracy. And all of that was in the second half for them. They... <laughs> they got shut. Yeah, they didn't have a shot on dominated. goal in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, dominated. And then, you know, 50, 57, 58% passing accuracy compared to 61. So, it, and even though they weren't in it, like when it got to 2 1, I was just thinking, we had, we had. When they subbed him off late, I was like, yes. <laughs> God. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, great. He always gets one. Score some dumb goal. We leave him open. <laughs> but when they took him off, I was like, yes, we got this. It's over. <laughs> Like, I got excited. You're going to let him move. Oh, uh oh. So, that was the Me New Mexico match. Uh, two to one, pretty dominant win. Um, and everybody had good feelings after that one. Uh, that was obviously the Memorial Day military night match. And then um, Saturday uh, following that, uh, let's go on to the bring your own energy. Um, what do they call it? Self it was mental health, right? Mental health, yeah. mental, health it's like mental, mental health night. 
Uh, the IL got a little shorter, which is great. Um, you saw Sam uh, become available and PC uh, also become available. Uh, but unfortunately, still have the uh, the other four out. Um, Ahsokar, Manley, Parker, and Loera still with the shoulder injury. Um, so we go to the uh, lineup. Um, and obviously, it's going to be far in the back. Um, same same exact three. lineup as last week, or the San Diego match. Or Was it the, the exact uh, same? Okay, fair the enough. Same exact as the uh, uh, New Mexico match against the New Mexico match. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, same lineup. So which, the only hey, diff- only only difference. Um, Adinaran was on the bench and PC was on the bench compared to uh, Kamarni Smith and Nacho. Um, and I thought Nacho being on there on how the game kind of played out, I think kind of changed things going down, going down a person. But you know, we had this discussion with Rafa and I and and, and Chris in our section one fourteen. Who you drop? Who are you dropping? You're not dropping Sam, and you're not dropping Hanson. So if you're carrying two forwards, you're not. You're not. You know, who who are you? Who are you replacing Nacho with? On there, so yeah. And then Zico Bailey was in also. Yeah, Zico Bailey was a, another big, big one that's been inspirational uh, for that here. So those are the tough coaching decisions that I'm glad I don't have to make. Yeah, once everyone so. starts getting healthy, like it's harder and harder. Which, hey, not a bad thing. And yeah. you get to see how people train. You get to see who's ready. That's kind of how you uh, you go forward from there. And obviously, last year, we know, we remember the whole Landon Donovan speech about they don't play real soccer, yada, yada, yada. Oh, I should pull that up, huh? Uh, no, please don't. Yeah, let's not. Let's just let's just. No, talk I'm about talking it. about the loyal post game. No, never mind. Oh I'm yeah, uh, yeah. Let's with not. Nate, with, with Nate we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it, <laughs> but we're not going to play it because it's it's yeah. it's bat s crazy is what it is. So it, it's it's a dude trying to play victim uh, when he got bailed out by officials. That's basically what happened. Oh, it was justified because uh, we were the victim in the whole thing, which I'm still. <laughs> We'll we'll discuss we'll discuss the ramifications from that later. But um, go ahead with the highlights. And of course, both of these videos are by YouTube uh, USL Championship. Um, that's ESPN Plus and ESPN Plus. So this one started as a uh, complete domination. And uh, there's no if, ands, or buts about the domination. It was pure domination. In the third minute. Third minute, Taney Header. And you loved it, a big thing that I'm a big believer in. If there's an entire team doing the same celebration that they practiced before, looking good. And then here you have uh, Jorge Hernandez kind of being the dummy, looking to bring a left foot service in. And then you have uh, Rita with the right foot service. And you notice and I one guy t- in the wall. One guy in the wall, stupid. And I want to take That's credit. I called this goal before it started. He did. Rafa, Rafa, I was had my flag already up in position. And then this magic happened. Stone, fuck you, dude. 
Not wrong. Nineteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. He's good. He's good. And what I really like to see is like on the first goals, we're actually scoring with headers. It's been a minute since we've had someone who dominated in the air. But Tiny's had a couple. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's threaded the needle right there. That, that's, a, that's a perfect shot. Because you, so you can see it looks like it's going to hit the post, right? But Rafa and Robert, your thoughts on the goalkeeper? It was, a, I believe, it was a 16-year-old goalkeeper because their first, their their primary starter is out due to injury. Um, but your thoughts on the positioning of it? Because I think Rafa, um, during the match, uh, you thought maybe this was, you know, not taken away from Zahir at all, but. Um, the positioning of the goalkeeper might have been a issue. Yeah, he wasn't swift a foot, but like he maybe should have had two people on the wall. That's what I caught right there right away. And so here I almost picked up on it. You could tell because he bent it right around there. And there's a look how much space there is to do that. Like it, it caught him real flat footed if you watch it. He wasn't expecting a shot, you know, considering all those people buried over on the right. But I mean, that kid in general, I really didn't see any glimpses of anything amazing. He was a bit of a sweeper keeper when they had a man up. But outside of that, I mean, he, he didn't really do much at all as far as saves. He kind of cheats a little bit to the right. Yeah, he That's did that one right there. Yeah, right there. You can see right there. He's already cheating, anticipating. He took two steps, yeah. Cross, and normally, like I said, we, we've, been, we've been known for those crosses and, like, you know, how abuse sent those in, like, into the sticks. But I... Do you think there's a part well, that container, like the, the scoring play, that like watching him yeah, so much that, and not expecting that? <laughs> yeah, that back from that far post, that far post uh, header. Well, what, yeah, what set that up was the near post header by Tanny in the beginning, and the mm -hmm. goalkeeper's looking out for that again, and that left the entire other side of the goal open. So, yeah, there's like no way he's going to shoot it, it from that far. <laughs> and, here, and here's another thing that I think we've been lacking. We've been lacking someone that actually can put the ball in the net from, from, from free kicks oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and Hernandez has done it. And also now, now we have Rita doing it. So you know, we just added another dimension to the off, uh, you know, the offense. Here. And, and the big thing, yeah, that was great. The, the big thing, and that was pretty much the scoring play as well, except it wasn't Mitch that time. Mitch stopped his run, which kind of allowed it to happen because he takes his runner with them. And then his runner loses him in the, uh, in the box. But, um, that takes some skill yeah, yeah absolutely the... um I think, I think a big thing that these set piece goals um a big thing we're lacking and it's it's really no slight to fabian garcia yes he kind of had a difficulty um with the service but what it allows him to do now that Jorge and, and Rita are taking the set pieces, it allows a six-foot body to be in the box to cause even more chaos. And he scored goals on um, on those set pieces. So it's it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're missing kind of the quality of uh, Fabian. But at the same time, you get a big body in the box, and that's, that's only going to cause more chaos for the opposing team. Yep. 
So unfortunately, let's continue because this is kind of when the, the game. And here's where the tide turns. Mm. Um, and Inter Miami just scored against. Birmingham yeah, my, Miami just in scored. Fifty fifth yep. minute. So fifty sixth. Yeah. Fifty sixth. And Miami's up on the Nuggets, uh, 37-33, seven minutes in. Uh, but I'm probably the only one that's watching that. That's correct. But I like watching winners. That's why I don't watch the Vikings. Oh wow, that's not that's just bad. That's really bad on Birmingham. <laughs> What's they Broncos? <laughs> so let's talk about this. Our friends at Pro SAFC who happened to uh, win free tacos for the stadium from a company that I can't believe SAFC is uh, tied into with all the taco places here in San Antonio. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, happened to talk to Tani in the tunnel, um, basically said um, as he ran by the San Diego bench um, that, you know, shut up. And uh, well, let's let's rewind and let's talk about Tani's first yellow card, which is still a mystery yes. to me why he received a yellow card. He's advancing. The ball is played toward him. The opposing San Diego player is also running at him to try to get the ball. They run into each other. Tanny happens to be a brick shit house, and the guy regrets running into him because he ran into a brick wall. And Tanny gets a yellow for that. They run into each other. It's it's yeah. it's on a 50-50. They run into each other. It's not like Tanny's going out of his way to he's not stopping a counter. He's not, you know, it's not a dangerous tackle. They run into each other flat. They're both standing up and they run into each other. And the San Diego guy goes and does what he does and rolls around the typical Landon Donovan coach thing. And Tanny gets a yellow just for no reason on that one, which just I don't understand why that was a yellow in general. And then this happened. Hold on, hold on. The, yeah, go I ahead. Will, I will cue you up here. Go ahead. Here we go. 50-50, boom. That's it. That's not a yellow. Yeah. It's a 50-50 ball. The San Diego player loses the ball. And this is, once again, Nate Miller. This is the, the crybaby. Being like, a crybaby. Thank you. That's a better word. He's being like, a crybaby. That's it. When you watch the replay, though, like you can clearly show. Like, in real time, it looked a little iffy. But then in the replay, it was so obvious that that wasn't a foul. Like, why, when well, they slow it down. It can be a foul. Like, that's yeah. fine. But it's 50-50. The San Diego player loses the ball. They run into like, each other. Yeah, he tries to hold himself up and, and versus he tries to like not run into him and the dude still hits him and falls down and starts rolling. He lost that's the thing. He lost yeah. the ball. It became a 50-50. They run yeah. into each other. It's it's a it could be a foul, sure. I've seen those not even yeah. called a foul, and it's a yellow. Like, yeah. no, it's not. And then the second one that we're talking about is after the third goal, Tandy goes by the San Diego bench. And from firsthand knowledge, he tells them, and you can see him kind of mouth it. Shut up. Keeps walking. That's it. He says two words. His mouth goes, wah, wah, and then he moves on. He says, shut up, and moves on. And Nate Miller runs over to the fourth official and said, he's got to go. He's got to go. Just completely playing the ref, which, number one, if the ref's going to be that susceptible to that crap, that's on the ref uh, to be that susceptible to anything that the coaches say. Um, and we'll go we'll go through that later because obviously he's not that receptive to what coaches say, but he's receptive to one what one coach complains about. So 
unbelievable. Just completely unbelievable. And poor Elliot Collier. He took eight, he took a, a shot on that one. Yeah. It's almost like he's desperate. Like he sees his team is down 3-0 and they're yeah, shell shocked. That's what so it let was. Me try a desperate move. Like let me try to get an advantage by bullying and coaxing this ref into something that he knows is that's it's ridiculous. That's what it is. And yeah. and the and the SAFC coaching staff, I, I for sure our website's going to do it. Uh, but whenever we play them next, which is in a few weeks, that's going to be the number one thing that I post all over the place. Is the refs need to be aware of of Nate Miller's shenanigans because he instead of actually coaching his team to play winning soccer he would rather try to play the ref and would try to weasel his way into some points which is disgusting behavior it, it's un, it's unsportsmanlike and this the second yellow makes no damn sense especially telling telling a bench to shut up okay sure but let's go forward to what is also a yellow card Let's go forward as to what happens, Stoneman versus Abu, where Stoneman kicks. The ball's nowhere near. He follows through on a kick and kicks legs out, and that's only a yellow card. Be consistent. We've That's all we ask is be consistent. If you are to be consistent as an official, it's even in baseball, in soccer, whatever sport, be consistent. Once you lose your consistency, you lose your credibility, and that's what happened in this match right here. And even Stoneman, after kicking him, look what he does. He looks at our bench and starts saying stuff like, what's the difference? He says, yeah. shut up. He says, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, whatever he said, he said something. The same as Tanny. If it's if it's that mild, yeah. then he needs to go, too. Like, it. It, it's it's period. It's got to be equal. The, the, the U.S. really kind of needs to look at this and, and see, as far as with these officials, you know, this was this is a total embarrassment. You know. No, this isn't way. even the worst call. That, yeah, that's my issue. This, We're gonna get the Stoneman's call. Yeah. Okay. Then let, let's this, let's this, go through it because this is this is the most egregious thing that I like. Sure, you call that a second yellow. It's it's not even borderline. It it, it is what it is though. Okay, you called a red card. And, and okay. let's not forget this never made any of the highlights, and I forget where I saw it, and I don't want to go through the film and cut it through. Maloney got absolutely destroyed. Yeah. 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 You got destroyed by Stoneman yeah. and no call, nothing. Yeah. But yet they're gonna give the red card to Tani. Even if he said something that was, you know, hey, F off along those lines, that's not a in the 19th minute, that's not a second yellow. It's not. It's not. I've never seen a second yellow for something like that. Ever. But hold on, I got 10 seconds here. Let's <laughs> uh uh vamp and rant. Um Robert, what are your thoughts? A friend from Germany. This is the part that he wants to hear. So, Let's here we go. Yep, San Diego, loose touch, and right on, there, Peter. it's going to be Steal intercepted. Oh, that well, it skipped for me, but I, I don't see how that's not a red. It's it's unbelievable how that's not. It and, and the one thing that upsets me even more is who he decided to do against the yeah, it, it's, the it's skipping right the word. You have to reload that. <laughs> do, you, do you think if he did that to Tainer, they wouldn't be throwing blows? <laughs> he does it to Abu, the guy he's knows, like you know, the little little guy, the nice guy. Like he's picking on him. It's ridiculous. Like that that would have gone south if it was someone no way. Certain guys, like no way. And and it's done right in front of the fourth official too, which yeah, is the like, most pathetic part. 
Why does it keep freezing there? It's a it's a lead conspiracy, Harry. It, he's looking right at it. He's looking right at it. Like, what did he miss? This next replay clearly shows it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hey, the right there when that. he's going after. Right there when he goes after the coaching staff. Why yeah. isn't that a, a second yellow? Yeah, he's going up and talking talking some mess to them. There's no way. Same difference. This one right here. Boom! Like, yeah. uh, Nowhere near the ball. Like the ball's gone, and he follows through on his kick, and yeah, not yeah. a red. That's a red no matter what. Like, I don't get it. Look at the fourth officials right there. He's staring right at it. What did he mean? Right right I don't know who this for. I'm not going to go look for at this fourth official because I don't want to call him out by name. This fourth official was way over his head. He just there, there's there's no way that you do not call that. Also, Harry, I just sent you a video clip of uh, Maloney getting completely cleared out. Uh, to it's a fat it's a foul call, but apparently it should have been a yellow because this ref was it yellow. Could have been a red on how he called it. Yeah, it, well, it was a shoulder to the back, and it completely cleared out Maloney. And well, he was like even extended his arm. If you watch, he's yeah, hitting yeah, his arm. yeah. It definitely could have been. So, it, this is just one of those, one of those very, yeah. Go ahead, just completely clear. Yeah, that's, that's or it wasn't stone. That's the yellow. No, that was their that was their left back coming in. Um, just no play on the ball. And and what pisses me off is Nate Miller called us, had the audacity to call us that we were the dirty team. Yeah, there was nothing dirty by San Antonio FC. And then he added on that that we were spitting. And I want USL, and I know they won't because they don't give a shit. If a coach is going to make a claim like spitting on somebody where if it's a player that gets caught, they get sit three to six games Correct. at least. And yet you got this jack off of a coach over here making a claim that somebody from San Antonio spit on a San Diego player. As a San Antonio fan, if one of our players spit on them, I want them suspended. That's not yeah. acceptable. I don't it's, care who it is. It's unbecoming. But you can't be making that shit up. Exactly. You you can't make that shit up because it 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 puts the integrity of the entire league at stake. If that's really going to happen in games, then yeah, it's unacceptable. But if you're just going to claim it like boy who cried wolf, that's And let's not forget it's unbecoming. That's Let's that not forget their history. They walked off yeah. the pitch with Junior Fleming. They've had yep. issues, you know, with the LA Galaxy and, and issues the, along those lines. As an organization, they know better. They know what it means to have somebody. And, and I'm not trying to equate, actually be offensive. Actually, I'm be not trying to equate, you know, the, the yep. stuff that that's happened to them to it to what Nate Miller did with spitting. But it's along those same lines. Agreed. You cannot do that. And as an organization like San Diego Loyal that has the history. That knows what it means, especially on a player-to-player -player available, uh, you know, along those lines, for them to, for their coach to come out and say San Antonio FC player spit on somebody is absolutely bullshit. It's an embarrassment, you know, for you know, you know, in my opinion, it's an embarrassment on San Diego for all that they've stood up, well, all that they've stood up for, especially in Pride Month with Colin Martin and along those lines. Correct. For their coach to come out and say that shit, it's unacceptable. It has no place in the game. I completely agree. And and I will say, number one, 
accept that he's a San Diego, San Diego loyal player. We completely support Colin Martin here, and soccer is for everybody. It's and not I for don't spin, it's not for this is, people this who has nothing to do with another, the players. But, has nothing to do with the fan base because their fan base is great. You know the you know it but, has nothing to do with that. The but point, the bullshit right, the, of the coach by trying to draw out SAFC like that is BS. And and completely unfounded. And it's not even there's no truth to it. And that's the problem. That's the big problem. There's no truth to it. And he's trying to uh, he he's he's trying to play the victim. He's trying to continue to play the victim, even though he was rewarded for playing the victim in this match. That's basically what happened. And if the league is going to continue to reward him for playing the victim that then I question the integrity of the league in general, and they really need to crack down on this. But what I was going to say is I'm going to call out San Diego loyal fans. If the shoe was on the other foot, I would be completely embarrassed if Alan Marcino were to do this, accuse San Diego loyal players of, of doing something um, heinous, like spitting. And that's fair. When there's absolutely no justification. I would call him out on social media. I would call him out like that's, that it, it's it's unbecoming it's it is behavior and and conduct unbecoming and it, nate miller should be absolutely suspended for a match or two if those claims are unfounded the the reflection of nate miller is is, is rubbing on the players and you can see that and you know one of the thing about like with alan morcini he has a lot of integrity a lot of respect we know he's not his player is a ref, the players are the reflection of him and and we know our players are not going to be doing that. But if something happens like that, like I said, we won't tolerate. But also the I think the officials, you know, realize they need to stop being manipulated by him. You know, he's basically the the Karen of the USL Championship League. You know, don't be intimidated by him. Stop telling him sh- shut up. Go sit down, and and go coach. Don't be asking us for this and that and the other. If you want to say yourselves you're you're a good coach, improve it. You don't have to be. You know trying to you know rub out on the referees and all that I, I think as a, as a coach he should be embarrassed by that that the only way that he can come back and win is by to kind of be in a tick taking us to, to the situation and so forth and it's just, just like a he does not have any thick skin you know just shut up and coach you're down three nothing do something I think but, he I, I think he owes San Antonio FC an apology I, I really do agree. coming back to say hey I understand being caught up in the moment, maybe, but the the discipline list came out, and and we'll get to that here in a second. Here, where um, Stoneman in, does get a retro red for his actions, Tony gets sent off, and of course there was a, a late yellow on a uh, um, second uh, on, yellow on Nick Moon on Nick Moon. Yeah, uh, for that here, uh, we have to finish the highlights here before before we get too far, but. To me, Nate Miller owes San Antonio FC an apology for just it's it's wrong. It's it's yeah. too fired up. Are you gonna play the highlights? <laughs> You're on mute. Harry. 
Yeah, I'm here. I'm trying to get to. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. No, but 100%. Um, way to kill the momentum on that one. Um, no, it's it really is conduct unbecoming um, to just baseless, baselessly accuse a team of such heinous acts. Uh, and obviously no evidence found because the disciplinary report has come out and Tanny's red card stu- uh, is, is going to stand for his one-game suspension as is Nick Moon. So obviously the league didn't see anything and the league needs to speak up about it. Uh, at least find him or send him a letter to cease and desist and instruct him that he's supposed to be coaching his team rather than complaining about the other team. So here's my question to you guys. And we know, obviously we know how the game ends. The second half, how do you feel about how coach Marcina set it set us up? Or how do you feel about the players played on in the second half? Cause I know Rafa felt and it may have been Chris, I forget. I don't know if it was Chris or Rafa. Felt that the goals were coming just because we just sat back and we absorbed and we absorbed and we absorbed. And to give San Diego credit, they do have firepower. You know, Dama's coming on. You know, you know they've got quality, quality attackers on their side. I personally think that, you know, the, the, the substitutions, I don't know if I agree with, but I'd rather listen to you guys um and your thoughts on kind of the substitute uh, substitution pattern um for that match rafa robert i i guess i guess i guess with the substitutions i know because we're sitting in the game we were sitting back a lot i i don't question the players we put in um i question more of the tactics and i think we should have been more not say aggressive, but we should have been more mindful as far as keeping possession of the ball when we received when we when we got it, instead of getting it and just kicking it away, and then just staying back. You know, I, we needed to play a little more ball control, uh, kind of some little keep away. Even though we're a Dan Mount, we can still mount that a little bit, and then just kind of pick and choose. You know, our attacks. Or when we have opportunities, like for, and we did have a couple opportunities to score too. We could have added a fourth, you know, and just could be a little bit smarter. And I think we just we just parked the bus too early, and we gave them just too much space to con- to you know too much control of, of the of the ball of the possession the su- of the ball. And the substitutions that started in the 46th minute with PC coming on for Hernandez, which I thought Hernandez was having a good game prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, 57th minute Hansen comes on for Dylan. Dylan was exhausted up front. So I have I kind of argue a little bit about maybe switching with him and Sam, but that's a you know that's that's a little bit you know, you know one and the same. Um Ja'Cory Hayes comes on in the 61st minute for uh Zohar. Um and those were the subs and then uh Sam came on uh in the 89th minute for Dylan and for Nico. For, for Nico. For, so Nico, Nico came on for Dylan, and then Nico got subbed out. For, and then Abu uh, Tulu came on for Abu in the 89th minutes uh, for so, that here. So the only question I'm going to have on setup for this for Marcina, and this is definitely going to be one of those. I'm kind of glad this is happening now, so we can figure things out later in the season when these games really, really matter. 
if we do go to, go down the 10 men, what our strategy is going to be. What I would have really liked to seen is instead of PC coming in for Hernandez is to kind of have Hernandez run more of a race and Hernandez and whoever the striker is. So Nico or Sam later on, those two kind of stay up front. So, but um, Nico, uh, I'm sorry, Jorge or eventually sub in Pirano, both of those guys uh, try to keep possession in the midfield. So kind of play as an eight take the ball and dribble because that's where they're most dangerous. That's where Hoda's most dangerous. That's where Christian's most dangerous. And also you have your striker up there trying to spread the field, hold up the ball for a little bit, pass it back. And then you, uh, you're off a little bit. Um, obviously if that last minute goal from Damas doesn't go in, we're not questioning Martinez. No, tactic. I think we're, we're saying, still questioning. So, um, well, I mean, we kept them off the score sheet in the second half for 30 minutes. Um, and, and then, you know, the flood well, it's 50 opened. minutes. It took them 50 minutes to break mm-hmm. down from, from the yellow or pardon me, from the red to, I think one issue also is when we start when, and Harry can say, remember we talked about this, we're playing like a five back and we're playing with three in the, in the, in the middle. And that allowed just too much space. I think we should have played like maybe like a four, four, one, at least there we could have covered some of those a lot of those gaps and then and also be able to intercept that ball but what happened is we were too comp too compact in the middle and that allowed them to play the ball out to the side that way we had kind of stretch it out better shape with that with that four four like a four four one we could have you know a lot of intercepted a lot of more of those balls and then play the little possession too um and like i said you know maybe keeping on maybe uh, bringing on pc maybe later in the game I think if Hernandez is still there, I think he can probably stole in a couple of the balls, send those up to Nico, and and we maybe get get that four, you know, get that fourth goal. I think maybe that's the probably the strategy. If that ever happens again, I think that's what they need to do instead of playing like a five back with three in the, three in the middle and one up top. What your what thoughts, I, Robert? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Robert. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I, I agree with the idea of like maybe putting in Pirano and Hernandez for some more possession, like kind of keep the ball a little bit more, keep it away from them. I just, like you said, we had a tendency to, to kick it. The, the substitutes, I mean, at this point in the game, you're playing a man down for that long. There's some fatigue that's setting in. So getting fresh legs in there, I mean, it makes absolute sense to me. I mean, there's some unluckiness in those goals. And right, we're going to get to <laughs> I, I hate to keep pounding on the ref, but like five, six minutes of stoppage time from where? <laughs> where yeah, was that's... it? You see that? Like, it was ridiculous. It was maybe one or two minutes. Even the announcer said it. Then all of a sudden, five, six from where? In the second half, it was fluid. There was no and the, stoppage. And the goal was scored in the 96th yes, minute. It so. was like, it's literally yeah. as if it was like um, scripted for them. <laughs> let's not, let's not, you know, let's not go past the fact that San Diego is a super powerful loss of uh, super powerfully offensive team. Uh, and they were able to sub in, you know, Ronaldo Damas, the, mm. you know, the USL Cup MVP from a couple years ago. So, uh, like they have quality players and they brought in quality players that go against uh, our 10 men. What I would have liked to seen, honestly, um, kind of as a setup is I would have liked to seen us do the five back, except have Batista play that role where he just sticks with probably Damas in this case, and he just shuts him down like he's been doing. So we have the three back, but really Batista's kind of the roamer and he goes wherever the other striker is. I would have liked to have seen that. Uh, to try to you know focus on him and shut him down a little bit. We were a little too 
stagnant in the shape we were playing. Uh, but I would have definitely liked to seen like a like a five three one, and uh, have your have PC and Mo on each side of whoever the middle middle midfielder is, that being Jorge Hernandez or Pirano, and you know getting the ball up to the striker and and then giving it back to the dribbler and then having the dribbler do their their but work that- to try to. To waste some time, get some time off the clock. But that's where Coach Marcina, in my opinion, made his mistake when he took out because Damas right. came in for Collier, and that was on Gomez's side where P, Gomez and PC and, and and PC and PC was. I think Damas has elite speed. I think right. if you have Hernandez over there and Gomez, I think that speed wise, it kind of it, it neutralizes it. And, and as Rafa was mentioned, closing that gap. And I know yep. that sucks to say about PC, but he's just coming back from a foot injury. Exactly. Um, you know, along those along those lines here. I love PC. You know, he's you know, he's he's you know, if we ever retire jerseys, he's gonna be in that discussion. Right. But to me, for this match here, for him coming on for Hernandez, to me, if it would have been Hernandez Pirano like it's normally been, I think. I think a like for like, I think you're still good. But when you went from Hernandez to PC, you went way defensive. And I think that hurt us here. So, but let's, let's catch the goals here so we can finish out the, these highlights here. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, that was just an incredible save from far there. I mean, yeah. what are you going to, what are you going to say about that? Oh, no, that was a uh, Fabian save. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The line, yeah. But far didn't off the line. <laughs> yep. Here you go. Yeah. 75th minute. Damas from there. There's no pressure on him. And that's kind of the issue. I mean, Damas was floating everywhere, and that's why I kind of wanted Batista to be on him because he just finds some space. And that's what he was trying to do the entire time. Just find space. He found it. Boom, goal. And then three minutes later, to the back post, nobody they, on him. And they have the smallest guy like Brandon Marketing. Yep. And then, of course, there's a short corner. Nobody goes in for the short corner and ends up going in. So that's got to stop at the service. Um, yeah. Shannon's got to get out there quicker to prevent that service from coming in. And that's an own goal against Tanner, by the way. Yep. And that's why Tanner's pissed off because like that, that cross should never come in. We should be stopping that. And then here's Nick Moon's red card right here, or second yellow, getting Ja'Cory Hayes, bodying him into the side. And then once again, just only a yellow, but yeah, sure. That's a yellow and goodbye. Go hit the showers early. So. Yeah, awful. Awful. Yep, awful. What are you going to do? And you have these, yeah, you have these game once or twice a season. Um, It's very true. This this one, this one hurts because the red card on Tani, questionable. Stoneman. Clearly, you know, should have been sent a off. A clear There's red, a, yeah. USL championship agrees after the fact. Just it's, you know, it, it, it's one of those matches that, you know, we 
you would like to say putting a you know putting three goals you put the game away, but unfortunately defensively down a man, tactics wise it just it, it it didn't play out. And you know I give all credit to you know San Diego loyal players uh, you know for doing what what they need to do to get the tying goals down us. You know the class. Uh, but Stoneman, dude, you're you're nasty, dude. You're you're dirty. You don't deserve on the pitch, man. So, you said it. What are, what are, what else are you gonna say? And then the coaching too. I mean, to, to be crying and accusing us of all that, our team, all that stuff. There's yes. there's there's no there's there's no place for that. You know, and I, and real, honestly, USL really kind of needs really needs to look into that and say, hey, you know, just quit your shit and shut up. It, There's no proof. Then honestly, he deserves to be suspended. And I and I hope in two weeks, our team, you know, our team is going to be motivated by this game. And I and like I said, at eleven versus eleven, hopefully we end up kicking their you know what over there and embarrass them. Because honestly, in this game, if we say if Tani doesn't get that yellow card, I think we end up blowing them out out of San Antonio on, th- on this game. I, it, it was just going to, we were going to route them because they were just on it on that first and half. Here's, here's where this kind of hurts us even more. Um, and I know this is going to be kind of odd to say. San Diego plays Sacramento next. We play El Paso. We're going to be without Tani. They're going to be without Moon and Stoneman. So two starters for them going against uh, the West leaders right now. Or that hurt. We have a tough match against El Paso, who's on a nine-game unbeaten, uh, uh, nine-game unbeaten. Hold on, why are, game why are they winless. without Stoneman? Why he got without? a red card. I mean, they, they, they suspended. Red card. They gave him a retroactive red card. Yeah, did they? They, they suspended yes. him next game. I saw violent you sent me the release. I did not read that part. Yeah, that's a uh, well. There's conduct. two of them. Yeah, the, the USL. Hold on, let me pull it up here. Yeah, so I was trying to tell you in the chat is like they retroactively. Oh yeah, there you go. Grant Stoneman has been suspended yeah. one game. I didn't read that part. Wow. So we did get a retro red. But it's like it's like their way of saying sorry without saying sorry. <laughs> like just. But yeah, it's that, that's why I'm saying <laughs> it, it's been determined that that was a red card play. Yeah. Um, there's no question about it. And the fact is, though, and, and this is where it's, this is where it doesn't help us. You know, just looking long term, it makes it makes. You know, week in San Diego against Sacramento, which on Friday night, which we're in a race with San Diego and El Paso, or well, well, San Diego, El Paso, Sacramento, and us are the top four in the West. So it gives an, you know, I hate to say it, it hurts, it hurts us to be able to kind of gain momentum on Sacramento because you'd still, you would favor losing two starters. And a 16-year-old uh, at you know at goalkeeper, unless you know their starter comes back um, for the match here, which you know who knows. But Tani has been confirmed that he'll miss uh, the game against El Paso. Nick Moon uh, will be will be cemented. Also, Lamar Batista is one yellow card away from a one-game suspension as well. So. Yep. The uh, yep. The only thing I could say is almost like. San Diego, it almost seems like cultural within their their organization because Donovan did the same thing before the playoff game. It's almost like they 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 preach playing the rest for an advantage. It just seems like part of what they do, unfortunately. And uh, and the one person I do feel sorry for is Leland Archer, who got his red card or his red card uh, nineteen seconds in the in the match against uh, for Charleston against Detroit City. So he missed that entire game, and he gets to sit. 
uh, this week against Indy 11 for his red card. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, and, and that was for the Legion. Yeah, they're still down one nothing. Legion have a throw in the 88th minute. Ref just told them to move literally three steps back from where he took it. Yeah, they... and he walks right back up. And he walks right back up to it. So the ref kind of. And Miami's had like nothing but cramps over it. Like they feel like Ron Chad Jr. So standing wise, and then that way we can get to our uh, Mentelli monster of yep. the matches here. Uh, standing wise here, I didn't go through an updated Sacramento 28 points, 8, 1, and 4. El Paso 8, 3, and 1, who we play this week at 25 or third. At 6, 2, and 5 at 23 matches. Loyal at 21 points. Oakland Roots at 20. Monterey Bay, uh, seeing a lot of red for the switchbacks. They're at 16 points. Remember, they're a great start. Uh, Phoenix Rising still struggling. Um, 16 points. El Paso, they lost their Prince, um, who stepped down to take another position elsewhere. 14 points. Orange County. Um, RGV. Uh, you're not Las Vegas lights, but uh, you're only two <laughs> points away from it. So, sorry, Edson. Yeah, the yeah. RGV uh, lights. And art. I am so glad we're not RGV fans. Number one, the performance, but number two, um, or at least our organization recognizes, you know, Pride Month, Black History Month, along those lines. Uh, RGV does not. So. Is interesting in the east, Charleston's at first 24 points, or yeah, yeah 24 points because they haven't kicked off. Uh, Pittsburgh 23, Rowdy's 21, they've made a strong recovery. Louisville at 21, Memphis, uh, they've came back at 18. Uh, Legion, despite being good in Open Cup, has started to suck. They're on a five game winless streak, uh, at 16. Indy 11's your hot and cold team. Uh, FC Tulsa likes to trade, they're in 13th place. Uh, Miami, who got embarrassed by um, Memphis, uh, you know, 12 points. Detroit City, uh, since their win, they've won two in a row. Loudon's, uh, Louding and Hartford Athletic, you know, the reason why Tula wanted to come here. They're the Vegas of the East. So, mentality monsters of the match. Um, uh, I'm going to go with the crowd. I, I thought the crowd for yeah. both matches. Um, I'll leave the players players to you guys, but I thought the crowd for both matches, the supporters groups, the tailgates, um, I thought everything was great for uh, through there. And then the uh, prices of the um, um, warm up giveaways, the auctions, just yeah, I'm gonna go over that here in a little bit on, a, on one of our final. <laughs> they, they, that blew me away. We, yeah, we, uh, we yeah. thought 400 was impressive. <laughs> I'm just gonna laugh at that. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 the correct take. Uh, you guys' thoughts? Uh, we'll go with you, uh, Robert. I guess uh, for New Mexico, the the player I want to pick out, call out is uh, Hernandez. Like considering, I mean, he didn't get a whole lot of playing time. <clears throat> he missed that PK early on. He could have, you know folded shut it down but the last game or two he's been uh he's been impressing me every the moves like you can see his shiftiness you can see his creativity and like i said the free kicks and or taking the uh corners or the set pieces just even a bonus but to me i mean he's he's actually shown me quite a bit i'm pretty pretty excited what he's doing what he what he could become if he continues to play that way and uh yeah the, the 
mean, if I. Uh oh. Oh. Yeah. Matt's, Matt's internet hit the invaded Robert. Oh, no. You're on oh, mute, no. Robert. I don't think he's on mute. I think he's, he's not on mute. Him. Yeah, he's not on mute. Oh. His internet just went down. So that's what happened there. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not working. Robert. Rafa, Rafa, your thoughts? Hey, Rafa, for me. Uh, I guess my mentality monster is going to be Rita. Uh, he's 19. 19, but he looks like he's a stud, and that and that's the scary part. He hasn't hit his peak yet, and he's a player to watch out in the you know in the future too. And just the way he hustles for the ball, he, you know, fight, you know, dribbles, and you know those those goals he scored, you know, especially like I said from that set piece, you know, against San Diego and that left footed shot against New Mexico. Uh, I don't know what Montreal was thinking, but hey, our, their losses are gain as far as for the temporarily for the season. Hopefully, they don't have to call him up. Um, but he's uh, he's the one to really he he, has, he hasn't hit a stride yet, and that's the scary part. I think once he gets a few games under the system, you know, who, you know what, just kind of watch out for them. He could be that difference maker towards the end, like when we get to August and September. And then also into the playoffs, he, he's he's going to be the one, you know, he's going to bring a lot of great things coming in this this next few months. So he's he's my Mattelan monster for these last two games. Absolutely, um, Harry. Uh, well, you went through yours. So um, going on the internet, I was I was too steamed after the San Diego match to even ask the question. So let's go after the um, New Mexico match. <laughs> Uh, Will or Panther Chap on Twitter at Panther Chap two said, uh, I have to go with Rita. The opening goal is a sweet strike that set the tone for the evening. Which, how are you going to argue against that? And he was unbelievable in that match. Um, Fredville, uh, at Fredville SA said, I thought the entire team was a mentality monster for their first half aggressiveness, especially on offense. Wish they'd continued that during the second half. And some guy at Spurs fan rig said Maloney had some well-placed crosses, wish they had been finished. And my mentality monster of the match for New Mexico. Um, it, it was the Rita show. I mean, what are you going to say? Uh, I would, I liked Hernandez's um, performance for sure, but it's Rita. Rita was unbelievable in, in that match. Um, and then for the San Diego match, um, man, um, who, who do you, who do you go with? Um, I got another one here for San Diego. Um, I want to go it ahead. to the, yeah. uh, to the, uh, SAFC communication team, uh, class act. Uh, with the video presentation that they gave for Elliot Collier as they gave him his ring. Yep. Um, not a lot of organizations go through um, on the pitch while he was on the pitch during warmups with fans in the stadium. Um, made a public uh, through here. Also posted it on social media um, as well. So I thought that was pretty class act. Not a lot of organizations do that, especially. Let's be honest, San Diego and San Antonio, not exactly um, rival rivals, but 
they're not far from it, in, in my opinion. Um, I think the two organizations do not like each other. Um, you know, just the, the nastiness that's that's gone on at the coaching level, not necessarily the player level, but it's dipped down into the player level after this match. Um, and I do hope that they put a senior referee at the next match, uh, next Wednesday, actually, um, on the 14th. And which, speaking of, do you guys want to do a watch along for that match uh, for that here? I would love to set something else up or something for that for sure. You said June 14th. Yeah, it's next week. So holy crap! Yeah, a, I guess it's it a, is. It's a Saturday. It's a so Wednesday. It's a match. Wednesday. Um, yeah. Well, I'll set something up. I'll figure out okay. a place for it. Um, well, even I'll, if it's I'll, just here, because it's a late, it's a late night match. Yeah. And, and, if it's if it's just on here, that wouldn't be a bad thing. See see who joins us. Um, you know what? Let's do that. Let's set it up. Let's make it official right now. Wa bam. Um, we'll see if Pro can join us. Maybe we'll. Uh, yeah, and, that'd be great. We'll set up. Um, We'll set it up. We'll send out the uh, the links. Um, I guess DM us. Um, we'll send some tweets out as well. But we will have a uh, a watch party here on our platform. Um, kind of, it's kind of like a Zoom kind of thing, uh, to where we can get everybody. We know it's a weeknight. We know not everybody is available to to get out of the house. So we will have a watch party here, streaming. And we can all watch the uh, the match together on June fourteenth. Uh, we'll we'll send a tweet out about that as uh, for sure. Um, what I did want to say, I uh, did want to cover the jerseys, the uh, Bring Your Own Energy jersey, uh, uh, pregame warmups, as well as the military uh, night uh, warmups for the military night. Uh, the final tally was a little over five thousand dollars for all the jerseys, uh, the money that was raised, and for the Bring Your Own Energy. It was just under five thousand dollars. It was like forty eight, forty eight hundred and change. So, um, pretty dang impressive for for those auctions for sure. So, well done, everybody. Um, and they Jordan got a pride Fox, one for this week, although it's not. Uh, it, they're they're going to be player signed, signed yeah. but not player specific. But right. or team signed. Not, uh, pardon me, it's be not t- player team, team signed. signed. Yeah. Uh, they got two for small, medium, large, extra large uh, for that. And the kids look, look okay. Uh, not the worst, not the best. I like it. Uh, it kind of thinks it's not personalized. Um, it's it's not, you know, player by player. But at the same time, um, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, and, and those proceeds are go out as well. So let's see how much those go for. Um, let's see if we can get those to go for $5,000 for, I believe there's, what is it? Six or seven of them being auctioned off eight that are team signed eight small, medium, large, and extra large to each in two each. Yeah, that's right. So very cool. Um, so let's see, uh, let's see if we can get some money raised for those as well. And then um, SAFC is also collecting donations for thrive. Um, which uh, they are asking if you can bring home essentials or gift cards. And then, of course, you can visit safc.com for more details. Uh, and Thrive, Thrive Youth Center is here Thrive in Youth, San Thrive. Antonio. Um, and it is a, um, it's kind of a, it's a youth center for um, LGBTQ plus uh, youth that need help getting on their feet, whether, you know, unfortunately, it does happen where uh, these kids are abandoned by their by their families, and they need somewhere to go. 
Um, this is the place that they go to for assistance with school, with anything in life, basically to get their life started. Uh, because unfortunately, in this day and age, um, you know, kids that are in the LGBTQ plus community are ostracized. And so these organizations are well worth the money. Um, they really help kids stay off the street. Um, and they really help kids get their lives together. So um, a very worthy cause. They're collecting home essentials and gift cards. Please consider donating before the match on Saturday. Um, I have donated in the past on um, um, the big give to the Thrive Center. So uh, definitely a worthy cause uh, here in San Antonio. And um, then also, so I don't get in trouble, all three supporters groups are taking part in the Pride Razor event. Uh, whether it's um, Procketeers, 210 Alliance, or FTC de San Antonio, de San Antonio. Uh, click on them if you follow any of them on social media. Um, yeah, I, you know, uh, it's, it's a worthy cause. I'm doing, I, I'm uh, donating $2.10 to each of the groups uh, for that here. So that started in the last match on June 3rd. We'll have El Paso. We'll have at, at San Diego and at Sacramento um, are the final three matches uh, to do that. So um, stay tuned. This is also a Copa Tejas match. Rafa, do you want to let them know what's going on in the bunker or uh, for that here with this match? The tailgate. Well, the yeah, tailgate. The tailgate so I think you mentioned some sort of supporter. Uh, USL. Weren't you going to yeah, be drum, uh, possibly drumming? Yeah, I'm coming out of retirement for one game. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the to do a feature on supporter groups. Uh, I know they do it, did one with Detroit. Uh, they spoke with us yesterday with me and Robert and a couple of other guys yesterday, and I think we're going to meet them on Friday uh, to do like I think possible interviews just to kind of film some stuff ready for Saturday. And then FTC is will be having their their tailgates and same thing with the Crocs. Uh, FTC will have a um, have a piñata, a special special piñata for the Copa Tejas. So grab the kiddos; you'll like, you'll enjoy this one. You'll so unless come you're out. from El Paso, yeah. Unless you're from El Paso, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> should be fun. Should be a fun, fun environment. And like I said, we'll have plenty. Of, like I said, all three supporter groups have plenty of food, plenty of uh, beverages, kitties, and adult beverages for everyone. Just like I said, game time is at eight, so you get to yeah. spend extra time get there, there with early the support groups. <laughs> Some of us have to be there early to set up, but it's fun. But um, so it'll be so come out. You have nothing to do. You'll have fun. It'll be, it's going to be a big game. I think. I think we need we need the crowd. They're a big crowd there to really kind of pick the team up and you know give them more, give them confidence and, and get a big win before we, they hit the road, which hopefully we can get some revenge. Against San Diego, and Sacramento. I want both. And Sacramento, hundred percent, one hundred percent. You can get us out of here, Royce. Yep, yep. Uh, real quick, it is. Uh, yeah, we're 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 at time. So real quick, uh, let's go over our final thoughts. Rafi, you have any final thoughts? Uh, just some final thoughts. Like I said, um, just come out to Saturday. Um, also, congratulations to the ladies from Club America for winning. And also the ladies from Mexico from the U20s for winning. Congratulations to them. And um, looking forward for, for Saturday's day. So come head, head out there. So we'll, we'll see you. We'll see you there.
And uh, congratulations goes to Rafa for not having to be a Kareem Benzema fan anymore. Harry, uh, your final thoughts? Uh, my final thought is let's try to be nice to the refs. Not, you know, the, the ref you suck chant. I understand for this last game would have been appropriate, but a lot of times we as fans do it when... It's overused. When let's nine be honest, out of ten overused. times... It hasn't. Now, I call it the Jonathan Check chant um, because he's the one that always calls it out. So the can Czech we please chant. minimize uh, the Jonathan Check chant uh, with the ref you suck? Um, you know, refs, are, refs do their best. There is a shortage of referees. Part of that comes by how us as fans act, not only at SAFC, MLS, you know, you know what we saw the referee and the Champ it was a Champions League or which match uh, that got accosted um, going out of the airport? It was uh, the it was a Europa, Europa League final. Europa. Yeah, yeah, Mar so. Mourinho. Yeah, so Mourinho of course opened his mouth and I felt Just agreed. To, if we could try to be yeah, better, exactly. I, you know, it's 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 the and, small things that if we can try to take the lead and and I know this episode probably isn't the best example of it, but. <laughs> At the same rate, we got to remember that a lot of these refs are also developing as well as the players are. This is second division, and they are trying to get up to to get first first division assignments. So, yeah, they're going to make mistakes too. Um, but at the same rate, like you said, in this previous match, woof, that's a tough that's a tough one. Yeah, that is a tough one. But in uh, general, there there has been. But times in general, where in general, the refs we've got to be a little yeah. bit better. Just you know, not every call that goes against San Antonio deserves that chance. So let's let's reserve it for, you know, a kick to the uh, thigh area of a boo that doesn't get called because uh, that that is worthy of it. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much it. So um, my final thought, um, kind of leading into Pride Night, is just how important Pride Night is. Um, understand that um you know and this kind of goes one of those things where a lot of people don't really recognize why we recognize pride night but you know a lot of the individuals in the lgbt lgbtq plus community are still ostracized in our society they're disowned by family and it's a lot of them better. a lot of them still have a, a, a tough time and and it's kind of up to us individually we need to reflect the change that we want to see. Uh, this is America. This is a, a country that should only see people based on their character, not any other value that they may have. It's based on your character is, is, is the respect you get in this country. And, and that's kind of how we should be treated. Uh, same thing with the golden rule treat others, how you want to be treated. So, you know, people want to be treated with dignity and respect. You should treat, if you want to be treated with dignity and respect, everybody else you should treat everybody else with dignity and respect so um just kind of uh one of those facts from history that kind of goes to show why you know pride month is important and why it's important to um to recognize it this it's definitely one of those things where it's um it's i don't want to i don't want to intermingle it with um, like a Black Lives Matter, but it's it's just a reminder of hey, yeah, there are people too, and they also deserve respect as well. Uh, any group, uh, well, I'm not going to say any group, but most groups, uh, especially 
people that are in a group not by their choice but um alan turing um was the um was was a uh, a british man that uh, broke the enigma code for the uh during world war ii the enigma machine was the machine that the nazis would send their encoded messages on this man broke that code so the allies were able to read just about every transmission that um that the nazis were um sending each other during world war ii and really went a long way into the success and into winning um world war ii uh for the allies um unfortunately um uh he when he went back to great britain um after the war he was chemically castrated by the british state just for being gay because that was their policy back then um and 69 years ago today he killed himself uh because he was not allowed to be himself after being a war hero and in this country we have a lot of war heroes that have fought wars for us as well on other soil that just so happen to be in the lgbtq plus community so those people deserve your respect um and everybody does and we should all work for supporting each other um don't mean to go out on a on a low note but hey it is what it is happy pride month everybody love each other respect each other what's thank life you, Robert. Goals? thank you rafa thank you royce good night everybody